Tonight, tonight. Why not? He'll make you think. I think I'm going to break protocol here, though. He'll make you laugh. Is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I'm puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Ah! Here we go. On a, I would say, beautiful Thursday night, but as James Bridges has said in his update, got a little delay uh, down the street of Progressive Field. You know, you're like, wait a minute, there's no rain, but actually, there is uh, lightning um, in the area, so you don't want to mess around with that. So, Guardians, the Kansas City Royals, in a delay, we'll keep you updated throughout the night. if that game takes off, it goes from there. So, lots to get into here tonight. Double-A Anthony Alfred in for Jonathan Peterlin. Uh, overtime, 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. I'm on Twitter, at AnthonyAlfred92. I am also on threads. Everyone in here is laughing at me. I'm on threads. It's new. I just signed I signed up for it earlier today. Jax, who's producing today, you need to get on it, Jax. Get on threads. Get on it. You can follow me on threads. I, I wrote it down. I gotta remember my user handle. Anthony underscore R underscore Alfred. Yes, James. That was pretty hard for you, honey. I had to make sure to remember right that one down to remember it. I had to. So here's the problem. So here's the problem. Threads would be perfect. <clears throat> How can I say this? Threads is ran by Zuckerberg. It's an extension of Instagram. So for years, I've treated my Instagram as more of my personal social media platform. Like Twitter is my public. Uh, Facebook is for family. Instagram, a little bit more personal. No big deal or anything. Nothing bad. But, you know, I'm I'm not breaking down sports takes. On my Instagram page, not doing that, but it's an extension of of threads is an extension of Instagram. So I had to translate Instagram language over to threads. So and everyone did. Everyone's locked in. Uh, so all my bio, the, the friends list I had already, they're already you know locked in once they join. So. Go to my go to threads, Anthony underscore R underscore Alfred. That's how you can find me on threads. And I'm still on Twitter at Anthony Alfred nine two. You're like, well, wait a minute. How can you you know you take a stand? It's not that serious. <laughs> you just got do what you please, do what you well please, and you'll be in good shape. Lotus show for you tonight. Um, this hour and. We just made it official. The Cavaliers made it official. All the all the signings that they have had, uh, including uh, Strouds, including um, um, Niang, Ty Jerome, all official, all here um, and ready to go. And my my big question in regards to everything that we have heard in terms of well. Can you make the adjustment to come here? Can you make the adjustment to 
play for the Cavaliers compared to what's going on or what happened with the Miami Heat. And we had our production meeting in the back. And I just blurted out because I hear different comparisons as far as like uh, what could be brought to the table in a starting lineup or in a rotation. What could be the difference in Max Struess? Like what can he bring to the table? And the one thing that I've consistently been hearing, consistently, throughout all the analysis, all day long, all across the country, well, he is from heat culture. He's coming from heat culture. And now he's here in Cleveland. So I'm just laying out. To me, I thought, as professional athletes, no matter where you play, you need to perform to the level in which you are expected to perform. That's what I thought. I thought no matter what, you come in and you perform as expected. And Max Struess, that's that's what I expect. I expect him to come in. I Hopefully, J.B. Bickerstaff is able to put him in a starting lineup. He's able to space the floor. You're not going to have defenders clogging the paint like what happened in the Knicks series or throughout various games of the regular season. He's going to be able to come come into the game, make shots, and spread the defense out. That's the job. But then the ones who are like, well, I don't know if he's going to be that guy. Remember, he did fall apart. It didn't show up in the NBA Finals. I got news for you. Uh, Hardly no one from the Miami Heat showed up for the NBA Finals. That's not just a singular player problem. No one from Miami really showed up for the Finals. But let, And let's forget, too, that the Denver Nuggets are a superior team. <laughs> like, the Denver Nuggets, they're a legitimate NBA champion team. That your buddies don't talk about. But they did win the championship. But I hear about this heat culture. So I said, well, what's the difference between heat culture and Cavaliers culture? And why is culture a huge deal? Why is it a huge deal? And why... Is the difference between Heat culture and Cavaliers culture such a deal breaker for some people in evaluating Max Struess? Like, why is this a huge deal? And it ultimately comes down to this. The Miami Heat, for the longest time, when we the, the other day, Brad Sellers was on, on our station. He was on the midday show. And he asked who was the heart and soul of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And none of us really had an answer. None of us really had a response to that question. We had guesses. I laid out who should be the heart and soul of the team. I laid out the other day. It should be Donovan Mitchell at least the next season or two. But I gave reasons. I didn't say it was happening. At this moment. The heart and soul. The guy who drives the culture. For the Cleveland Cavaliers. Can you pinpoint. 
to a player on this team at the moment who defines Cavaliers culture. The only thing we know about the Cavaliers culture, the only thing we know is the junkyard dog, which has turned out to be nothing more than something you introduce to college students on their way to the top. And then once you get there, you kind of have to cut it off. Like, it's fine for what it was when they did it and when J.B. Bickerstaff did it. But, you know, there's a difference between winning a YMCA tournament and the NBA championship. And, you know, it's just this. doesn't mean that it's special or it's not special or anything like that. But the Heat culture, right, empowering role players. You go into a system... And you expect, you, you have to work hard. You have to work at your optimal peak. You know, I almost equal it to a efficient workplace versus a workplace where it's free reign or a terrible work environment. It's really what it is, is work environment, right? If you are in a work environment where nobody calls off, When you're in a work environment where you are empowered to be great, you are expected to be great day in and day out. If you're in a work environment where everything has to flow, everything has to be in motion, where it's a sin to be late to work. I mean, elementary things, right? And some of you may be thinking at this moment, you might be listening in your car, you might be uh, listening wherever, and your smart speaker at home, or you're listed outside the ballpark, and some of you may be thinking, yeah, all this applies to me. I'm in a good workplace. I can't even think of a scenario where I would call off of work other than, like, real emergencies, like death in a family or something of, of that sort. But, you know, you're not going to call off just to call off, you know, right? That's not going to happen. If you're at a good workplace, good work environment, where you're expected at every level, at every level, you know, you're talking – Full-time, part-time, morning, afternoon, third shift, second shift, you're expected to do well. There's an expectation there. And it's not just set by your manager. It's not just set by your bosses or supervisors. It's set by your peers. It's set from the standpoint of, if I call off of work, I'm letting my coworker down, and I actually care about my coworker. I'm letting my team down. I'm thinking about if I let them down, then all of a sudden they have to do more work, and I don't want them to do more work. I don't want them to pick up the slack that I left. That's the Miami Heat culture. The Miami Heat culture, they have a leader, Udonis Haslam, has been there forever. Haslam has been there forever. Just recently retired, but has been there forever. Dwayne Wade, there for years. And then you know it all starts at the top. Pat Riley, Eric Sposta goes all the way down. And it's a system that's been in place forever. You can point to the San Antonio Spurs. A system. A culture. There's an expectation in place. And it starts 
with the leadership, not just at the top, but among your fellow staff. Now, bad culture, eh, I can show up whenever I want to for work. Uh, I can be late. Well, I can do this. I can do that. No regard for your teammates. No regard for your class, you know, for your coworkers. No regard. And some of you might be working in those places, too, where you are trying to be great, but you're in a bad work environment. So we know about the Miami Heat work environment. We know where Max Stress is coming from as far as a work environment. But is it true that if you go to another place as a role player, you can lose your discipline? And should we be heavily concerned that the discipline will be lost once Max is playing here in Cleveland? I would like to think the culture here in Cleveland is not that much different from the Miami Heat, but we all know that that's very, very untrue. 216-474-0092. Say you, what's the difference between the Miami Heat culture and the Cleveland Cavaliers culture? We'll talk about that. We got a Lotus show coming up for you here today. We're actually going to also get into Dave Lillard. We're going to talk about him. We're going to get into baseball talk as well. And we're going to get into an issue throughout sports. If you have to start an offensive dominant player compared to a defensive dominant player, who are you taking? I think in the case of the Cavs and the Guardians, I think you would play the offensive player as opposed to the defensive dominant player. 216-474-0092. AA, Anthony Alfred in for Jonathan Peterlin. This is Overtime on Sports Radio 92.3 The Fan. Six four seven four double oh ninety two two one six four seven four double oh ninety two. Uh Ethan Skodek of Five Reasons Sports down in Miami. He will join us at the top of the eight o'clock hour. We'll talk about Max Struess. And really, it turns out the Miami Heat looks like they're in the center of the NBA universe right now. Uh with the uh Damian Lillard news, all that stuff going on there. So we'll talk to Ethan coming up. At the top of the eight o'clock hour, we open the show, and I, I, I was just—I was thinking about this on the drive in, and I—I'm hearing a bunch of X's and O's reasons about why this move with the Cavaliers uh, to add this young man is going to work, why it may not work. Hearing a few X's and O's reasons, I'm hearing things as far as what he could do or cannot do defensively. I hear those things, but the number one thing people are coming back to, and I had to really dive into it, the culture. All throughout the playoffs, all we heard was heat culture. So much. I'm not going to lie to you. I got sick of it. I got sick of it. I'm like, what do you mean culture? They're just going out and winning games. They're just going out there and winning playoff games. 
I mean, they had an impressive run. Uh, a very impressive run. Uh, taking down the Milwaukee Bucks. Taking down the New York Knicks. And then taking down the Boston Celtics en route to the NBA Finals. But I'm like, culture makes that much of a difference? I think it does. And everyone, all of us, most of us, work. (laughs) I'm not going to say everyone. I'm going to assume everyone who's listening, every adult who's listening, works. I'm going to also assume that every young man or young lady listening to this show, you've attended classes and your learning is impacted by the quality of your classroom. It is impacted by the quality of your classroom. Depending on who's in that class, who is not. Yeah, you can't come home. If your son or daughter comes home with a bad grade, you may not want to hear, oh, I don't like the class. I don't like my teacher. You may not want to hear that. But it does make a difference. And maybe it's the same deal here. Maybe. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that there is a huge difference between the Cavs culture and the Heat culture. But my question is, who on the Cavs do you turn to as the heart and soul of the team? I don't know. I don't know who that is. You got a bunch of guys who say the right things, but who is that dog? And I don't mean junkyard dog. I mean, like, who's that guy who is going to take charge and make things happen? I don't know if we have that anyone on the team. There's one name that James mentioned to me, which I want to listen to in a couple of minutes. Because I didn't think about it until he said it. But I'll get his thoughts on this in a couple minutes. Uh, let me go to Dustin in D.C. Dustin, welcome to the show. Double A, how you doing, bud? I'm good, I'm good. I hope your trip to Cincy uh, the other day was great. You know, I know, I know you were with a couple Swifties. Uh, I love hearing you behind <laughs> the mic. You know, and, and Mr. Bridges as well, taking the calls. You guys do a phenomenal job when you're together. Love listening to it. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, the the... the I'm going to be spending, I'm going to have to, you know, money's a little short right now, but uh, it was a fun trip. I, I, Cincinnati's a cool town. I will give them that. I understand. You you bought a house with that Swift concert. But <laughs> here, here's the deal. There is a difference with this culture, and I'm, going to, and I'm going to try to just simplify it as best as I can. What's the, you're talking uh, heat culture versus Cavs culture, right? Correct. I would think, I would think, what's, what's the culture between the heat and the spurs? Right. And here's why I say it. Pop's still there. Right. And the Spurs were really successful, very successful. Here's the difference. You look at Miami and this starts with Pat Riley. This is why he is the Don. OK, this dude went from the Lakers, has the most notorious, worst training camps and practices that they've ever more than Red Arbach, more than Phil, anybody. Look at you, Donis Haslam. This dude spent 20 years in the league. He went. He started at 350 pounds, and he left the league 20 years later, 43 years old, as just a Greek god-looking dude. Amazing. Amazing. Like, and to be in the league for that long and to play that role, incredible. Yeah, so that's to me, that's, that's it right there. The, the, the Miami Heat just went to the finals the last two. I'll count the bubble. 
obviously this past year, Jimmy Butler is their best player. Seven, eight, non uh, undrafted second round picks on their team. That's the culture. The, the San Antonio Spurs ain't coming close to that whatsoever. They won five championships in uh, what ten years, whatever it was. It's it's a real thing, and th- to me, that's like the the Cavaliers. I love what they have. I, I love. I love the roster. I love the growth. But they're dealing with guys who the third pick in the draft, the fifth pick in the draft, the, the Okoro and Garland, both, you know, top five picks. Uh, Evan Mobley, third pick in the draft. Like, they're dealing with top-end, high-end prospects. The Miami Heat are not doing that whatsoever. Like, there is a difference there. These are You're getting guys that grind. They literally bust their butt to get into the league. And I understand that. And so that's a point kind of going forward. Like, does at this point, does Max Struth come to the Cavs and go, okay, well, now it's easy, instead of continuing to grind like he had to do with Miami. But to answer your question, Double A, that's what it is. It is that grind. It is that hunger. That's what the culture is. And, you know, the Cavs – if the Spurs don't have that culture, the Cavaliers aren't getting The Lakers don't have that culture. Like, this, it's just what it is. It's a, a lot of teams – that organization. Uh, Dustin, a lot of teams don't. Like, I was – I had to remind myself, Jimmy Butler, right? How yeah. come Jimmy Butler did not work in Philadelphia? It could be, could be the culture. But <laughs> he didn't trust the process. He didn't trust that process. He didn't work in Minnesota, even with Tibbs. Tibbs, Tibbs seems like a hard-nosed dude. But, no, it like it works in Miami. And that's the thing. It's unique to it. Like, you can't – you. I don't even know if you could quantify what it is. But, to me, what I think it is, is that's almost the Miami Heat? People look at their championship pedigree. However, that is the goodwill of the NBA. You're, that's the second hand, hand me down. We're going to make it work, and we're going to sell the product. That's what they are, and it's worked. So what's amazing, and Dustin really appreciate the call, Dustin in DC. All of a sudden, here you, you, you hear this, and you hear all the stuff that's going on here. It almost seems like uh, Struess has a bigger role here in Cleveland than just having the ability to make shots. You're bringing in a guy who actually has been to the NBA Finals. You're bringing in a guy who has played alongside a Miami Heat version of Jimmy Butler, and you're bringing in a guy who would be able to overcome adversity in a first-round playoff series, in a second-round playoff series, in a third-round playoff series. And again, I know people point to, well, he struggled in the NBA Finals. The entire team struggled in the NBA Finals against Denver. So so before I could criticize someone for struggling in the NBA Finals, we need to have other guys on the team to get to the NBA Finals. <laughs> right? We need to have other guys get there. And... That, that would make the difference. There was a name, and I know James had to step out here for a second, but there was a name that James brought up during during our pre-show meeting, and it just had to be reminded, just had to bring it back. And he brought up Colin Sexton. He brought up Young Bull. Now, I'll bring James in in a second here. Obviously, there were there was tension as far as, like, you know, you went through some of the more trying years, the the, the trying years, the 
the rebuilding years. And the rebuilding years took a little while. But there was one constant, and it was Colin Sexton. And, James, what was your case? Because I do have a rebuttal, but what was your case about Colin Sexton as the, as you would call, the heart and soul of the Cavaliers for a good chunk of time? He was their emotional leader. So he was the guy, considering there's no LeBron, there's no Kyrie, he's the one that has to go and do it. He can't be afraid to go do it. And that's what he showed that, hey, we may be a 17-win team, but I'm going to be the guy that, hey, we need a bucket. We're, we're down six, and we, we got to facilitate something. I'm going to take the ball, and I'm going to go do it. He's willing to take all those bullets from the fans. And, you know, I think not having him here put everybody else out of place and in a position that they weren't used to before. So my only rebuttal is the fact that while he was here, we didn't win consistently we just did and there was a lot of circumstances to it I'm not saying like oh Kyle Sexton went on the floor and the the Cavaliers was just trash (laughs) I'm not saying that at all but it was a lot of circumstance it was the complete rebuild it was the miscasting of John Beeline as the head coach um during that part the pandemic played a part not playing basketball for almost a year uh that kind of played into it and I'll say this. If Sexton, he had the injury. to He had the injury at the very beginning of last season. If he was able to, if he was able to play, I'm intrigued with what, this is the big, this is a big what if. But like, what was Bickerstaff planning on doing with Sexton and Garland in the 21-22 season? If you recall in the preseason of that year, Bickerstaff started to have some games. He made a choice. We're going to base the offense around Garland and Sexton's going to we're going to we're going to try Sexton off ball. We're going to try it. Again because of Sexton's injury, none of that materialized. But it was something that Bickerstaff was trying to do. What I'm curious about Yes, Sexton He is somebody who's not afraid to have the basketball, for better or worse. He was not afraid to have the basketball. But but the Cavaliers right now, there's the nucleus, right? You have a lot of nice guys. Who is the alpha? Who is the guy that's going to emerge? Who's the guy who's going to stop Jared Allen from being honest? about what happened at the end of the playoffs. I, I said on the show yesterday, yeah, Jared Allen had a terrible series against the Knicks. Hey, yes, the lights were too bright. But I blame bad leadership for allowing him to tell the truth about what happened in the playoffs. I mean, you, I, I know the lights were too bright. You don't say that <laughs> publicly. You do not say that. What if he was the only one confident enough to say hey the lights were too bright and that's actually not such a bad thing of him being able to acknowledge that nobody else on the team everybody's running away from what really hampered them that's gonna that's gonna work against him the rest of his career the rest of his career that's that's an honest transcript when they go back to the playoffs we know how much we're gonna 
look into next year's regular season. Yeah, they need to win games. They need to get a top top two seed in the Easter Conference, top three seed in the Easter Conference to Cavaliers. But that clip will be on his resume. If you had strong leadership, you have somebody going in there and saying, no, don't say that. No, 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 no. There are certain things you do not say to the media. There are certain things you do not say. But that was said. I think the most frustrating thing about what has happened with the Cavaliers, and I'll say six other teams in the Eastern Conference, is that the, the fact that the Miami Heat won the East. It wasn't Milwaukee, the top seed. It wasn't Boston, and it wasn't Philadelphia. It was a team that struggled through the regular season. It was a team that lost their first play-in game. And it was a team that all of a sudden got things rolling and had 23 strong games in the postseason. So my question, the 216-474-0092, who are the Cavaliers actually chasing in the Eastern Conference? Is it the Miami Heat or is it somebody else? 216-474-0092. Who exactly are they chasing in the Eastern Conference? We'll talk about that. Still, so much more to go to. Again, Ethan Skodek coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. We got that. Also, the worst position in sports. Worst position to play in professional sports. Double A Anthony Alpha here with you. Overtime on 92.3 The Fan. Anthony Alfred back here with you. Uh, three easy ways to make sure you never miss a beat of the Cleveland sports scene this summer. You can download the Odyssey app on your smartphone to listen to 92.3 The Fan wherever you go. Follow 92.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app to get breaking news texted to your smartphone. Or you can use the WeRide function on the Odyssey app to listen to any of our local shows over the past 72 hours. Definitely download the Odyssey app and check it out. We thank you very much for doing so. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to the Cavs here in just a few moments. Uh, I've had enough of Tom Brady. I've had enough. I've had enough. Uh, Jax, I have had enough of Tom Brady. You, know, you, you saw he was out. He was out. So according to rumors, according to New York Post, according to... The, the the entertainment sites, Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian, flirty with each other, they could be an item. You've got to be kidding me. Tom, has, you've won seven Super Bowls. You're the highest paid football analyst without even starting the job. Stop. That's enough. That's enough. Man, can't the can't can't that let nobody else win? Nobody. Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian, an idol. You have the Tom before you know it, ESPN the old show is gonna be replaced with with the Tom Brady network. Oh no, Tom Brady's a Fox employee. That's that 
FS2 will become the Tom Brady Network in about five years. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I'm telling you, I am a program executive. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. We were talking a little bit about the difference between the heat culture and the Cavs culture. And part of that is, well, who exactly are the Cavaliers chasing? And that's the toughest part about the way the playoffs played out for everyone. For everyone. You know, when when the when the teams that you expect to be at the top actually finish at the top or close to, typically a one or a two or even a three seed, if they're at the top and you build your season around that and they win, okay, there's a goal for next season. Like in the Western Conference, even though no one talked about the Denver Nuggets, it was simply because the Denver Nuggets play the Denver, and they don't have any ESPN box office superstars. You know, you have you know you have Mark Jackson uh, not voting for Jokic, <laughs> not voting for MVP for Jokic just because he just forgot. Uh, you have reporters saying, yeah, I haven't watched Denver Nuggets basketball all year long until you have to cover them in the conference finals. But if you paid attention to basketball, you know, and you have known all year long the Denver Nuggets were legit and they were the number one seed and they won the Western Conference, won the NBA championship. In the East, all season long, the regular season was built around Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia. It was those three teams as the contenders at the Easter Conference. With the Cavaliers and the New York Knicks having an outside chance. An outside chance. I would even say Cleveland an outside chance. But the way the standings played out during the regular season, it was Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Gap, Cleveland, a little bit more of a gap than New York, and then the other teams kind of played into it. The Miami Heat had injury issues the entire season. Now, granted, yes, they were in the Easter Conference Finals a year ago, so it all comes back to full circle. But you say to yourself, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What exactly happened in in this regular season? And, and... In this play-in game, when you lost the first play-in game, I believe to Chicago, you lose the first play-in game. So Miami could have been a seventh seed. Didn't turn out that way. So when you have Miami run the table through the Easter Conference, it's a different situation now when it comes to who are you chasing. And it's tough. This is why I don't want Dame to go to Miami. Hey, look, look, I got thoughts on that. Look, if if somehow, some way, Dave does not go to Miami, that's cool with me. That is cool with me. As a Cavs fan, that is cool with me, okay? Because I am selfish. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I'm not saying I don't care about his well-being. I mean, if it's about his, you know, it's about his well-being, he wants to go to Miami. That's the destination. But it's like, get, let's get some more superstars to stay in the West uh, in the Western Conference. It's 
Just give them to stay in the Western Conference. Just stay there. Just stay there. Life will be good. Just stay there. That situation's getting interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. That's getting interesting. But now it's weird. It's like, are we chasing the Miami Heat? Are we chasing Jimmy Butler? But wait a minute. What happens if they don't take the regular season seriously? What do we do then? It, it this 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 season of Cavaliers basketball in the NBA Eastern Conference is like a well put to, uh, well put together television series. We're in a season. The season's going great, high drama, building up to its conclusion. In fact, the playoffs were amazing across the NBA and across the Eastern Conference. Besides what happened with the Cavs. High drama, high entertainment. With a pitiful season finale. <laughs> That's basically what happened. You have a you had a pitiful season finale. And so now it's what do you do that the next season? Makes it a little interesting there. Makes it very, very interesting. We're going to get a report from Miami coming up 10 minutes from now about Max Struess. Let's go. 216-474-0092. AA Anthony Alpha here with you. Let's go to Chuck. He is in Cleveland. Chuck, welcome. Hey, man, I don't I don't know what this series did for you, but you done had people that done died, done got buried, and they done went on with their life. You know what I mean? Because they got to, right? You feel what I'm saying, man? I do not see how Cavs ain't being talked about, but about nothing but the little moves they made that can't nobody predict the future about what they bring in, what system they going to do, and this and that, and then talk about the Browns, and then let's get rid of this pitcher. Now this pitcher, he... You know, he's sandbagging and everything. And I'm really feeling like everybody just like, it's like, like this is, this is hate capital central, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> you know, Allen was what? He was a reserve in 22 for the All-Star. Now he's a bum. Trade bait. Get rid of him. He said the lights were too bright. He said he wasn't ready. He, he wasn't ready. I mean, I don't care how he wasn't ready. But the bottom line is, he manned up and said, I ain't do my homework, and I wasn't ready. And he owned it. Yeah, you know I, what I, I mean? No, I, I, I respect him for owning it. I do. I just question, well, no, where's the I leadership mean, yeah, within, the, within the team? made you look like, hey, bro, he got to look like, man, look, you got turned out out there. It made you look like a bum, flat out. And everybody riding with it. But I'm just saying, 22. Here, reserve all star. Now let's go ahead and start with the. That don't mean nothing. Fifty one wins don't mean nothing. Being the fourth seed don't mean nothing. So what is they first year they played together, rocked it out and did what they had to do through the blood and sweat and tears. That don't mean nothing. So so what's the expectation for next season then? Man, Chuck? I'm just saying right now, man, if you got love, you got love. If you want to be just just I'm telling you. I mean, we don't and I, all I, this I, common sense talking ain't making no common sense. Real talk. I mean, <laughs> bro, you just broke on break. 
Kardashian, if he kicking it with the Kardashian, it's like, well, he gonna he he gonna keep him one that got some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he got money. Yeah, you ain't gonna get Brady for his bread. You yeah, hear what he, I'm saying? He, he so he can't money. mess with no broke he women. You know? Look, look, look. I, that's not saying I don't I don't have to be petty. Like, look, I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna lay it out there. I'm the just only- saying, man. You just be like, <laughs> you know what? I think I'll just get with her. You know what I mean? You can't be hate on that. Michael Jackson used to pull women out from the Playboy. Well, you know, well, like, well, hey, well, this- well, well, well. I, I gotta drop you there because uh, there's a little controversy about uh, Michael Jackson. Two one six four seven four double o ninety two. We're gonna leave that at, at that. I will say this though. What do we do in sports? This is professional sports. There's expectations, right? There's expectations. And as I mentioned throughout the week, if you win, we will acknowledge and congratulate you on winning. And you make and we can make the improvements that need to be made. If you lose, it is our job to analyze and figure out why you're losing. It's our job. I mean, we had a whole breakdown of the Guardians yesterday. Yes, they faced the Atlanta Braves. Yes, they're World Series contenders. It wasn't the fact that they lost to the Atlanta Braves. It was the lack of offensive output by the Cleveland Guardians. It's something that we've been tracking. So, that's what this is about. If your team does not win win a championship, not just NBA championship, but a World Series or a Super Bowl, it's our job to analyze what happened. It's our job. And unfortunately, for the Cavaliers' sake, they're not back on the floor. I mean, Summer League, they're on the floor tomorrow. We'll keep track of that. But they're not on the floor as a full team until October. So, yes, there are storylines that are built in to all of this. 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. We will get a report from Miami when we come back. Talk about Max Struess. Ethan Skodek of Five Reasons Sports. He will join us next. What should Cavaliers fans expect from their new, what I hope to say, starter on this team? 216-474-0092. Double A Anthony Alpha here with you until midnight. Sports Radio 92.3, The Fan.